Well, I love summertime in church. As you can see, we're a little thin on the ground this morning, and I just want to address that by saying uh, we will continue to meet here in the building as long as we can, but you'll be all aware that if we end up with a, an unexpected COVID-positive person, we'll have to deal with that. Um, whatever happens, we'll either be here if we can, as long as we can, otherwise we'll go online when we need to. Just for your information, Parkside have decided to remain online. They were supposed to be meeting this morning for their first time in 2022, but they've opted to stay um, in an online format for the rest of the month, and we'll see how we go with that after that, right? And so let's, let's make sure we just try and remain flexible. The worst thing that we could do is to actually be inflexible and, and break open with an outbreak of COVID. Uh, and get all cranky about it. There's no point getting cranky. Let's just, we'll deal with it if we have to. And in the meantime, our intention is to come together, to worship, as Teague said, I love coming to church. Uh, but if, and I want to reiterate, if for whatever reason, you're more comfortable to be uh, doing church online for the time being, we totally respect that. And we'd much rather you were watching online than not doing anything about it. So um, whatever choice you make, rest assured, we love you. Amen. Fantastic. Well, the last couple of weeks, two weeks ago, I preached on grace, the gift of God. Last week, I preached on elimination prayers. I like that word. It's grown on me. It's a very polite way of saying things that are not always polite. But anyway, and when was the last time you had an elimination prayer? And it's a good for your health and mental well-being. And this morning, I was contemplating this message today and thinking, what could we say as something else that's relatively light, and I don't mean lightweight, but something that's just something that encourage us in January, I thought about moments in time. And so this message is built around a few thoughts to do with um, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. You may be very aware of this scripture. Some of this message, I've got a vague recollection. If you've been around our church for a long time, we're going to play a YouTube uh, video clip from U2 in a moment called Stuck in a Moment. And as I played that and prepared for this message, I had this kind of deja vu moment where I thought, I think I've played that at church before, but a long time ago, right, Shane? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do remember it? Hmm, okay. I don't know how long ago it was then. Um, anyway, it's not a repeat message because I've prepared this stuff afresh this morning, but uh, the YouTube clip is, is not. I might go back to a handheld microphone, please, because this thing is doing what it did a few weeks ago, which is not very nice. Yep. Stop that. How's that? That's better. All righty. So let me read this. This is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There is a time for everything. Just let that sink in. There is a time for everything. Every moment of my life and your life is not a surprise to God. Every moment. And a season for every activity under heaven. There isn't anything that's happened or going to happen in your life or mine that's unique to you. You might be thinking I'm a unique person and nobody knows what it's like to be me. I, I don't think it's actually an accurate view of life to have that kind of a self-wallowing pity party about a difficulty. Maybe it's not exactly the same as somebody else and nobody else can put themselves into your shoes exactly, but there's a season for every activity under heaven. God's got this. Whatever it is, God has got it. Um, the mystery is, from our point of view, sometimes we expect God to change things or act, and he doesn't. And then the exact opposite happens. We don't expect him to change things and act, and he does. 
And uh, the conundrum for us is working out how does that work. But we've got to remember that God's God, right? And so he's always working out his will and purpose in our lives. Let's read on. There is a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to bear, a tear down and a time to build. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. South Australian, dance, okay, got that. Just if you're online, it's not dance, it's dance. Um, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Time to embrace and a time to refrain from up embracing. Hmm, that sounds like a COVID restriction. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. And a time for war and a time for peace. I found myself, uh, when I read through that, trying to and wanting to substitute the word time uh, with the word moment. Because even a war that could be lengthy actually starts in a moment of time. There's a moment when somebody decides we're at war. It's declared. There's a war declaration. There's a whole bunch of things that might precede that, but bear with me. I think that what I'm wanting to say is there are some moments in time today, like this day, whatever it is, 16th of January 2022. Is it the 17th? No, 16th, right? It's the 16th. Um, that'll determine where you and I start tomorrow. Like how you get out of bed tomorrow and what you start thinking about doing is going to be to some extent determined by some moments from today. And I got thinking about the fact that it's easy to miss the moment today. It's really easy to get stuck in a moment, which is the song that YouTube, that you two uh, wrote quite a few years ago. And we're going to listen to most of that. If you're watching online, we're going to actually cut this song out of the stream because of copyright issues with YouTube, if we leave it in, they'll take us off air and moderate our online service. So we don't want that to happen. So if you want to, you can find this song in YouTube for yourself and listen to it, but we're going to just cut you off from this part of it. We're going to get it here because we're allowed to play it here. We've got copyright license to do it here, but not to play it on YouTube. So just listen up to this song. I haven't listened to that song for ages until I prepared that, this message today. And I don't know about you, but I actually find that song, uh, not just the lyrics, but the graphic that they put that video material together to present what I would think are a lot of really helpful ideas about getting stuck. And the fact that he says, that the lyric says that you, uh, there's no point saying later will be better, now you're stuck in a moment. Sometimes we're longing for a change today but have refused to deal with a moment from yesterday or a moment from last year or a moment from 10 years ago. And there's a lot about the song that's uh, not saying exactly what I want to, like you've got to get yourself together. Um, singing the lyrics is accompanied by the graphic of the guys who are in his band actually looking on and in some respects not being able to help him. Like they're there watching and sometimes we can feel like, why, why have my friends abandoned me? Why aren't they helping me? And sometimes it's because we're actually stuck in a moment of time that nobody can help us get out of except Jesus. There's only one person who can cut through all of the swaths of life who can actually reach down like his friend did there and actually give him a hand and pull him out of that moment. And I don't know about you, but I, I don't want 
my tomorrows. I don't even want today. I don't want to miss a moment today because I've got a blind spot in front of me from yesterday. It's like Jesus helped me to deal with my moments in time. And so what sorts of things get us stuck? I'm not, this is not the complete focus of this message. But grief can get us stuck. You can get stuck in grief. You can get stuck in anger. You can get stuck in resentment. We can get stuck in powerlessness, regret, infatuation, addiction, ambition, recklessness, manipulation, scheming, revenge, pity party. We can get stuck in fun. We can get stuck in having a good time. And that's all life's about. And miss the fact that we've got maybe people who are broken alongside us that need our help. I don't know what moment you're stuck in this morning, but I got good news. Jesus came to set us free. He came to actually give us a breakthrough in everything. And uh, he talks about worrying in a couple of places, Matthew 6 and Luke chapter 12. In Luke 12, verses 25 and 26, it says, Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Like worrying about being stuck is not the solution, turning to Jesus is. Actually having an encounter with God is how we get a breakthrough from our stuck moments. But this next verse here is such a, I've read it a number of times and it's never kind of got into me like this, this time it has. Since you cannot do this, in other words, add an hour to your life by worrying, but since you cannot do this very little thing. Let me just sit there for a minute with you. Jesus is making a brutal comment. We worry trying to add a life, an hour to our life. And he's saying, you can't do this very little thing. For him, adding an hour to your life is little. Adding anything to your world for Jesus is not a problem. He's a limitless, resource-filled, um, just, he's just limitlessly resourced, to actually do whatever it is he's determined is in his purpose and will for your life or for mine. Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? I don't know about you, but I've wasted moments worrying. Anybody say amen to that? I've woken up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat worrying about stuff that's actually never happened. Um, I've worried, worried about things that might have happened and I've worried about things that have happened. But either way, the moments, generally speaking, worrying about them doesn't change them. It just makes it a complete waste of my moments. I've got moments and I'd like to make the most of them. In Matthew 6, Jesus puts it another way. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will, be worry, will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Let's be a little more positive. Jesus has been a little bit, he's been quite blunt to make a point. But he's just... He is effectively saying every day has got his moments. Every day has its moments where you and I can lose our way, where you and I can find our way, where you and I can have an encounter with God or you and I can have an encounter with anger or an encounter with uh, resentment. It's kind of like, Bruce, you get to choose. What are you going to choose to do? You're going to choose to turn to God or you're going to choose to turn to a place of resentment or fear or something else? And I guess the, the clip from the U2 clip shows that, uh, indicates to me anyway, there, as I've already said, there's a number of things that happen in life that we just can't snap our fingers and snap out of it. That's not the point of the correction there or the instruct, even the intent of the song. They're just singing about a reality that we can get stuck in a moment. We can get stuck in a place and getting out of it 
Part of it is to actually have a change of mind about it. There's no doubt about that. But that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. There's, so my point really this morning is not to get stuck in the moment, moment, but to actually encourage you that there are moments today that you and I need to see. There's a moment. Maybe there's a conversation you've already had this morning over coffee and brunch before we started. Maybe it was something that you listened to on the way to church. Maybe it's a conversation you've already had with someone today. What if that is one of those um, life-changing moments? One of those moments where the trajectory of your life actually has changed forever. And looking back for myself at a few conversations and moments in my life, I think I missed it. There's been a few times where I've missed the moment. That was a moment, an opportunity to change, a moment, an opportunity to do something different. But because of other moments that I would perhaps say I refused to deal with or was even maybe naively blind to, that current moment that was meant to take me there, I missed it. And so I'm not going there anymore. God's got another angle for me to attack, but I kind of feel like sometimes we can end up where God didn't want us to end up, if that makes sense. Um, and we can do that. Elijah the prophet ended up where God didn't want him and he got literally told off and told to get back on the bike and get back into it. In that moment of time, he, he lost his way. He let fear get a hold of him, for example. Um, so I want you to think about, recall a meeting or a person or a conversation or an incident, an accident, a tragedy, a church service, a sermon, a song, a smell, a place that changed your life completely, not just on that day, but every day since. Just think about one of those moments just right now. Just close your eyes and think of a moment. You know that just had a profound impact on your life. And thank God for it. It might seem like a weird thing to say if the moment you're thinking of was a tragedy or a difficulty. But let's assume, as we started out at the very beginning of this message, that God's faithfulness, more than anything, is the point. And that's not to make light of anything you're thinking of there, by the way. But I want you to say, Lord, help me to see. Help me to see what that moment has got to do with this moment. Help me to have my ears and eyes open tomorrow to understand the moments that have gone in the past in my life are all going to have an impact or an effect for me to actually recognize the moments tomorrow. Is there a God moment that I've missed? Is there a moment where he was asking for my attention and he got my back? In other words, I turned my back on him. Was there a time when God was just waiting for me to ask him for something, which I'm complaining today I haven't got, but I haven't got it because actually at the end of the day, a long time ago, I never asked him. Maybe in your history, if you're like me, I've got a very bad memory. You might even, down the track, think you asked him when you didn't. But you, rem you remembered, I think I asked God that question, but what if you didn't? It's like, but I'm sure I have because I've been complaining about it for the last 10 years. He didn't do this. Yeah, but, but was there a moment, a real moment, not an imaginary moment or one you've dreamt up since where you actually asked God that question or for that particular 
thing in your life. If you're not sure, why don't you do it today? Let's have another moment with God. Ask him, Lord, be with me. Lord, this is, this is being, I've been pouring my heart out about this matter, but I really, honestly don't know if I actually ever asked you for it. And so I'm using my own words to ask in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. And the Bible clearly goes on to say, you have not because you ask not. I don't like that scripture. It's a little bit of a worry. So I'm like, well, I'm sure I asked, but maybe I haven't really kind of asked or maybe I've not asked in faith. Or maybe I've just kind of gone, oh, with kind of a whinging attitude to God. Wish you'd do that for me. It's like, God, I'm standing in your presence in Jesus' name, in faith. Can this scenario happen in my life? Maybe. Just, just. There's no harm in having another crack at asking the question, right? There's no harm in having another crack at repenting. There's no harm in having another crack at confessing to God. I completely stuffed that up. Um, so have I got my eyes and ears open for the moments of today? Is it possible God has moments planned for me that bring joy, life, contentment, restoration and healing? Anybody say, oh, let me just read them again. They were nice things, okay? I just want to, I've been talking about some things that are not helpful. Is it possible God has moments planned for me today that bring life, joy, contentment, restoration and healing? Yeah. Yeah. Hey? Come on, we need a, a, a way more enthusiastic. Yes, that's it. You have not because you ask not. Sometimes it's like attitude can be a little complacent. Let's lean into yes. Is there a moment today where I'm going to feel joy? Well, I'm going to go looking for it. Is there a moment in today where I'm going to have an overwhelming sense of contentment settle on me? I'm going to look for that. I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it because I'm grumpy. I don't want to miss it because I didn't have my coffee this morning. I don't want to miss it because, you know, so-and-so just bawled me out on the way into the church out in the car park and I've, I've just got this whirlwind going in my head. I don't want to miss it. See, we can miss it. Pass that stuff on. Cast your cares on him because he cares for you. This is what God has to say about his plans for you and me. Jeremiah 29, 11. You should know this if you're a Christian and have been reading your Bible like good little Christian people do. Um, yep. And big ones too. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Now he's talking to a nation here. So it's important to not just personalize this, but there's nothing wrong with personalizing it. It's not doing it a disservice, I don't believe. Um, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to not harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. And when you seek me with all your heart... I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you from back from captivity. Let's just say that little sentence is about moments. I'll bring you out of a moment of captivity, a moment where you've got stuck. He's promising to bring you and I out of it. A little bit of a caveat there in that previous verse. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Let's, let's just unpack that a little bit I was like what does that actually mean I reckon it's having some clear air around my heart in other words what I've just talked about the moments that possibly can cloud the picture I just keep dealing with them with God so that my heart's not messed up by yesterday's mess my heart's actually in front of God clear and I've got a clear as clear as a bell kind of voice before God when I ask with all my heart 
or seek with all my heart. I will gather you from all the nations and, and places where I have banished you and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Sometimes our choices lead us into difficult places. God's a God who restores. So why not this morning, in conclusion, ask and receive from him? Remember, God has. Uh, remember, God is into making all things new. I love this scripture. This is from Revelation twenty-one, verse five. He who was seated on the throne said, "This, I am making everything new." Say everything. There's a day coming when everything that we know about the universe is going to be made new. That's the big picture. But again, I'd want to say that the intent of God and the consistency of God, the faithfulness of God, means that scripture applying to a future event also applies to the present. I'm making everything new. God is in the business of making you new. He can fix up anything that you bring to him. Say, Lord, what do I do with this? He can make it new. He can make you new in it. He can make a new thing happen for you in that. So why don't we stand to our feet? We're going to sing a song to close this morning in a moment. I want to pray before we sing that if you're stuck in a moment today, you'll actually, you will get out of it. But don't be thinking, I can do that in my own strength. If you're stuck in a moment, it's a fair chance that you're still there because of a number of things, one of the least of which or the most important of which is you haven't got God there and he wants to come to that place. So Lord, right now we just come into your presence in prayer and we reflect upon maybe the moments of the last week or the last couple of months, maybe the moments of the last couple of years with interruptions brought about by COVID and other things. But maybe there's moments going back years and years in our life that are to this day negatively impacting us. Help us, Lord, to see them and to deal with them in your presence today, here, right now. Father, we'd put our hand out and reach out for help from heaven, from you, that your spirit would descend on us. The miracle-working power of God would come into our situations. And on the other extreme, Lord, we're praying this morning also, we're grateful for the moments that have affected our life, changed the course of history in our life. And we are fruitful followers of Jesus because of a moment in time. Somebody shared the gospel. Somebody put a challenge in front of us to believe, and we have. Lord, there's things that have happened to us that are good. There are things that are going to continue to happen to us that are good. They are good because they're gifts from God. Whether that's family, whether it's marriage, whether it's good health, whether it's a prospering business, whether it's a breakthrough in your career, whether it's an opportunity to travel to the other side of the world. Yes, that'll happen again. Whether it's something that's just a moment in time is going to unlock that sort of trajectory in our life. We are grateful for those moments of positive change. And Lord, for those this morning who, are, who maybe are just in limbo land, they're not sure whether they've got good, bad or indifferent moments to deal with, I pray right now you visit them by your Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit come, breathe on us right now with the breath of life, Lord. Bring healing, Lord. Bring understanding. Let us reconcile our lives in front of you, Lord 
come to a place of absolute God-given contentment in all things. And then we can truly say, Lord, have a verse in, in Philippians, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Pray, Lord, for those who are watching online this morning, wherever they are and wherever you are and whatever you're doing online, that you'd know the goodness of God, that the moments in front of you too would be filled with good things. I pray, Lord, for courage for those watching online, the courage to deal with those moments that have brought challenges along the way and that right now there'd be moments of freedom like just refreshing wind of the Spirit blowing through every circumstance. So Lord, we just come into your presence today with a great sense of anticipation. Lord, I declare that 2022 is going to be a great year. Lord, there's lots of people continuing to say lots of things that are negative and uh, fear-inducing. Lord, we can get caught up in that. And I pray that you give each of us the, the wisdom, Lord, to hear what we need to hear that's sensible. But Lord, that we'd have a sense of boldness and anticipation of good things because you are our good, good Father. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. If you've never invited Jesus into your life, it would be a good idea to let that moment be this moment whether you're online or here this morning. If Jesus is not your Lord and Saviour, i got bad news for you. It's not going to end well. You might, that's not a very nice altar call, Bruce. It's like, well, as the bottom line is, it's not. There's only one way, Jesus said, to get into a relationship with God that's real, and that is through faith in Jesus Christ. If you've never had that moment of conversation with God, confessing Jesus is His Son, believing that he died on a cross and was raised to life on the third day. And you want to say that with your own mouth and believe it in your own heart. The Bible says that you are saved. That's a really important moment in every person's life. If you've never had a conversation with God dealing with that, confessing with your mouth he's the Son of God, believing in your heart that he died for your sin and that he rose to life again, those things are important to deal with individually. And if you've never done that, and you're here in the meeting this morning, and you want to sleep your hand and say, that's me, Pastor Bruce, can we deal with that right now? I want that moment to be my moment this morning. If you're online, there's a prayer on our website that you can pray that deals with exactly the same issue, and you invite Jesus into your life. And if you do that and pray that prayer this morning, please click on the link and let us know that you've prayed that prayer. and We will get on to you and try and help you establish your journey with Jesus as a Christ follower. Okay. We're done? We are done. Why don't we just remain standing? We're going to sing this song to close.